to Megan's bookshelf. I want to take a quick second and apologize for the shortness of my previous episodes. Hopefully I can provide a little bit longer episodes with this new application if I can figure it out. So bear with me, this might be a rough episode. As promised, this is book one of the Birthmarks trilogy. The title is Birthmarked, written by Kara M. O'Brien. The cover art was done by April Ward at Macmillan, who collaborated with Tim Green of Face Out Studio. This was published March 30th, 2010 by Roaring Book Press, and would be considered young adult fantasy and dystopian science fiction. I just want to take a quick second also and mention that I might not be sticking to the criteria I mentioned in episode 1. I kind of want this to be a little bit more organic, sort of discussion type, um, not so much robotic. I was able to go back and listen, and I'm not sure I really like the way I was doing this before. Now, if I have a little bit more time, I am going to try and make these a little bit more consumable. So bear with me. The book is based in the future, obviously since it's dystopian. After what I would assume to be an apocalypse, um, Lake Michigan has turned into Unlake Michigan. And on the banks of this Unlake Michigan lies the Enclave, which is a walled society where everybody is taken care of for the most part. And on the outsides there is Warfden, which is divided up into sectors, and from each sector a number of babies has to be given up when the midwife helps and they get turned over to become a part of the Enclave to help replenish the gene pool in the Enclave. Because it is so prestigious, only a certain number of people are allowed in there and lots of people from Warfton don't really ever get to go inside. The book centers around 16-year-old Gaia Stone who is following in her mother's footsteps of in Western Sector 3. Now, one of the things about this book that I found really interesting was that a midwife has to turn over the first three babies that she has delivered, and this is for each midwife. So if there are six midwives in Western Sector 3, then that means each of them has to turn in three babies, their first three babies doesn't matter if it's the first of the month, the end of the month, the middle of the month, the first three babies that midwife delivers. And that case is true with Gaia. Her mother is running late for an appointment, so instead of waiting for her like she was going to do, because the book opens up with Gaia waiting for her mom at this appointment, and instead of waiting for her mom, she just takes this as her first midwife duty and helps deliver the baby by herself. But because this is her first baby, even though it's the end of the month, she has to take it to the enclave. And, you know, you can see how some of the wives get some issues with the midwives. But, in my personal opinion, a midwife or a doctor should be almost royalty in a dystopian because they have the ability to give and preserve them. So Gaia takes this baby and takes it to the enclave and then she returns home with her parents and listening and she finds out they were arrested and that's where she begins to question 
how loyal she needs to be to the society that essentially kidnapped her parents for no good reason. The story follows her as she attempts to rescue her parents, and um, I don't want to give too much away because you should read the book. finished reading Game of Thrones, and this was my post-Game of Thrones book, so I was expecting a little bit more violence. Um, there was definitely times where I thought, yes, Gaia's gonna stab this guy, she's just gonna stab the guard and get past him because she needs to do what she needs to do. No. She always went with the meek, sort of, please help me, I'm helpless kind of route. Um, Gaia isn't helpless and she isn't meek, she just, it seemed like she was kind of on this path of do no harm while accepting harm, which I just, I didn't vibe with after reading Game of Thrones, so, um, a lot of people liken this book to the Divergent and the Hunger Games series, I'm gonna try really hard not to say that it is like this book or like that book because I don't really feel that it does actual story justice. As an author myself, I can tell you it would deeply wound me if somebody told me that my story was just a knockoff or another version of this other story. So I think it fits in the same genre as the Divergent series and the Hunger Games series, but I wouldn't say that it's just like that. Definitely its own story with its own story arc and its own characters. And even though I didn't fully love the story, it still deserves its own descriptions and reviews without another book being brought into it. So Gaia finds a way to get inside the Enclave and ends up getting thrown in jail with a bunch of other physicians. The reason why I can't really remember probably because she snuck in when she wasn't supposed to. She gets a lot of help from people inside the Enclave that didn't really make a whole lot of sense because her motives were strictly her own and they didn't really benefit anyone but herself. So, they were kind of strange. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that she wasn't love crazed, she did end up meeting a guy, and he was interested in her, and she was sort of like, whoa, back up, dude, I gotta, I gotta save my parents, I don't know what you want, but I want my parents, and they, they do sort of get together, but it wasn't like the main story arc, like you see in a lot of young adult fiction where it's all about finding your true love and learning to accept yourself and the world you're born into, which is just crazy. Um, like I said, I didn't really enjoy this book too much because there was definitely times that I could fully shut it down. I was happy to walk away from it, but there were times that I enjoyed the story and it was pretty entertaining for my drives to my conferences. So, wasn't too bad, 
I gave it a 4 out of 5 stars because there were a lot of problems I had with it. Like the whole midwives giving away babies thing that just kind of goes against my moral code. I can see why it would be an intriguing part of the story to continue listening. And I did appreciate that the author provided somewhat of a minor cliffhanger to entice me to read the sequel, and that was probably the only reason why I read the sequel, which was a very smart thing to do. You should never end your book in a way that somebody could just put it down and go, well, that was fun and all, but now I'm going to read the next one. The second one was definitely a little bit better, and I will get to that in the next episode. I, again, would recommend please support your local libraries. Get yourself a library card and you can read this and the other two books in the series. You can also purchase it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, both in paperback and hardcover. And on Amazon you can get it for your e-reader. Or, if you like to listen to books like I do, you can also start your free trial on Audible. And with your free trial, you get to pick a free book, which I haven't done yet. I am really thankful that my family has a large library of books on Audible that they graciously let me use. But if you want your own Audible, you could get this as your first free book. So, yes, that is always an option. This has been episode 3 on the Birth Perch Trilogy in Raven's Bookshelf. And if you have a book that you have read or listened to recently that you would like me to review or just read, please send me an email at maidenpage at gmail.com that is spelled m-a-e-d-y-n-p-a-i-g at gmail.com with the subject line of Maiden's Bookshelf. Please be sure to include the title and the author. Feel free to send me an email if you have any comments about this episode or if you have also read this book. Also, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening platform and follow my page on Facebook, Maiden's Bookshelf. Thank you for tuning in and check in for the next episode where I will review the second book of the Birthmarch trilogy, Promised. <laughs>